0: The last days, those just prior to the great taking up of the church to meet Jesus Christ in the clouds, will be very uncertain and disconcerting times. These will be days of uncertainty and unrest for the redeemed, too, if we let them. The end of days are before us, but the born-again have a host of marvelous promises to stand upon, promises like Romans 8:28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. This verse does not promise that we will escape all of the dark and dangerous places of this life's journey, but rather that through it all, those dark and dangerous places are ordained of God to work together for our good. These marvelous promises are only true if our lives are surrendered to Jesus Christ, and that we are stepping out and mixing God's Word with our faith— Hebrews 4, 2, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed, mixed with faith in them that heard it. During these storied days that are approaching, there will be trouble for us, and that is certain. But have cheer, for there is something much more certain. Psalms 46, 1-3, through 3, God is our refuge and strength— a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. Don't you love Romans chapter 5, verse 20? But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. The church will be purified by what is ahead be of good cheer, saints. It will all work together for our good. First Peter 5.10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again, as Jesus declares to Nicodemus in John three? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Do you long for a certainty and a beauty that's bigger than this world? Do you long for a purpose that's bigger than your pants or your supper plate, the fruits of which will last forever? In just a few moments, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. Those of you who follow from your heart will participate in the greatest miracle man can know. Today, all your sins will be forgiven and expunged from your record, and all the shame of those sins washed away. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken, no matter how daunting they appear. Today, you will be born again. Today, you will become a brand new son or daughter of God. Today, everything begins anew. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Colossians chapter 1 verse 19, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. God said Psalms 141 verse 2, let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. God said, Luke 9, verse 23, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Man said, have I read the whole Bible clear through? Have I read just one book of the Bible? Have I read even just a single page of the Bible? Well, those answers are no, no, and no. Why would I bother when everybody knows it's not true? It isn't, is it? Now, the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said feature 1096 that will again contend for the faith and certify the perfect and supernatural Holy Word of God. All of these marvelous features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the global battle for the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Be of good cheer, child of God your faith will not be disappointed. Never. Thank you for visiting. Your verse for today is this beautiful passage found in Proverbs 4, verse 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Carnal men and women regularly challenge the born again, demanding proof of God and his Bible they are smugly confident that this proof cannot be produced, but be advised there is hardly anything that could be further from the truth. Of course, these carnal folks are surely not interesting in uncovering the proof for which they clamor. Jesus declares their state of mind as it absolutely is in John 3:17 through 20. "'For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved.' "...everything, as in all things, in heaven and on earth, revolve around Jesus Christ, because this pleases the Father." Colossians one 15 through 15-19 speaks of Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, "...who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible." Everything by commandment revolves around Jesus Christ, including every cell of our human bodies. Consider this. It's only when our redeemed souls revolve around Jesus Christ that we take wing and fly off above it all. In the Lord of glory my destiny is assured and my purpose accomplished. He is everything. This pleases the Father. Last week's God Said, Man Said feature was one of many declaring the centricity of Jesus Christ. Several excerpts from More Than Astounding, Because This Pleases the Father follow. By necessity, everything revolves around Jesus Christ. He is known in the Bible as the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. He is the first and last letter of the Greek alphabet, and all the letters in between, and every word they form. Every word ever spoken revolves around Jesus Christ. All words, all of them, are either pro-Christ or anti-Christ. If the words spoken are true and clean, they are pro. If they are false and dirty, they are anti-Christ. All words we've revolve around Jesus Christ. This pleases the Father. Biology calls it laminin. It is an inert substance that acts like scaffolding, holding together all things in life, including our organs, and it looks exactly like the cross of Christ. The following is a picture of what it looks like. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. By him all things consist. Noah Webster defines consist to stand together to be in a fixed or permanent state, as a body composed of parts in a union or connection, hence to be supported and maintained. Surely God knows the end from the beginning. Jesus Christ is the center of our molecular structure. The following bio is of the author of the book, Believing is Seeing. Michael Gullen, Ph.D., is a graduate of UCLA and Cornell University with degrees in physics, math, and astronomy. The former science editor for ABC News, he taught physics at Harvard for eight years and is the host of the History Channel series, Where Did It Come From?, and producer of the award-winning family movie, Little Red Wagon. He hosts the weekly podcast, Science Plus God with Dr. G, sponsored by K-Love and Air One Radio Networks, is the presenter uh, of uh, present, excuse me, of spectacular science productions, and speaks to audiences worldwide. Excerpts from his book follow. It's one of Christianity's many puzzling translogical truths, and I saw that it has an intriguing, eye-opening counterpart in a branch of nuclear physics called quantum chromodynamics. We scientists believe the universe is pushed and pulled by four different forces. The strongest one, aptly named the strong force, holds together atomic nuclei the way corn syrup holds together popcorn balls. The strong force is at the very core of our physical being. It's what holds us together. Without it, poof, we disintegrate and blow away like dust in the wind. End of quote. Again, Colossians one seventeen and he is before all things and by him all things consist now consider hebrews 1 verse 3 who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sin sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high jesus christ of course is everything by him we consist And he is also the strong force, Hebrews 1, 3, and upholding all things by the word of his power. The Bible reports that God spoke us into existence with his words by Christ out of that which is invisible. Now, if that's true, then we should see proof everywhere. The microbiologists were shocked to discover that DNA which houses the instructions of life is made up of letters, words, sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and books and it contains the most sophisticated editing system known to science. This discovery is even beyond awesome. You and I are walking talking words in the flesh. Revelation nineteen thirteen speaks of Jesus Christ and says, and his name is called the Word of God. John chapter one verse fourteen, and the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Everything is made of words. Everything revolves around Jesus Christ, both visible and invisible, because this pleases the Father. It's not optional. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Part 1, Ram Caught in the Thicket and Armageddon. Nothing is happenstance in the Word of God. All things revolve around Christ. Of John the Baptist in Christ, Jesus, John 1, 7-9 declares, The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Microbiologists were shocked to discover the amazing literal, literal truth of the passage just read. When sperm and the human egg come together in the mother's womb, a spark of light shoots forth, marking and energizing the beginning of life. Science has inadvertently certified the strange grouping of words in John 1, 9, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Light was spoken into the earth's history on the first day. The sun, moon, and stars were not created until the fourth day. In eternity, we have no need for the sun or moon, although they will exist. Revelation 21:23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Jesus Christ is the light of the world in every physical and spiritual way. Nothing is happenstance in the Word of God. Everything has its place, everything has its purpose, and every word by the Father's good pleasure revolves around Jesus Christ. Keep in mind Revelation nineteen thirteen, which speaks of Christ, and again it says, and his name is called the Word of God. Every living word is interwoven into a glorious mosaic that is truly breathtaking to behold every single word with its place and its purpose. Those looking for proof need look no further hebrews ten seven says "This is our Lord Jesus speaking." then said I, "Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. The volume of the book revolves around Jesus Christ galatians three twenty four teaches us that the Old Testament law was a schoolmaster bringing us unto Christ, who is the fulfilment of all things Colossians two seventeen tells us. Old Testament customs and observations were but a shadow of the Christ to come. Jesus speaks of the law and the prophets in Matthew five seventeen. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. An excellent example of the fulfillment principle is seen in the Jewish Passover. The final plague that came upon Egypt, which triggered the full release of the children of Israel from Egyptian bondage, was the slaying of the firstborn of all of Egypt. The Hebrew people were instructed to sacrifice a lamb and to take its blood and apply to the doorpost and lintel of their door. When the death angel passed over Egypt that fateful night of the last plague, he slew the firstborn of all the land, with the exception of those who were within dwellings, where the blood was applied. The death angel was commanded to pass over dwellings where he saw the blood had been applied, hence the term Passover. God's people were commanded to remember the Passover continually, which all Christians do, as the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion, which commemorates the Last Supper and the crucifixion of the Jewish Messiah. The Hebrew people were delivered from Egyptian bondage as a result of the last plague, and the death angel seeing the blood applied and thus passing over the obedient. This event foreshadowed the coming Christ, who with his shed blood reconciled unto God all who believe upon his name. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the Passover. John the Baptist in John 1, verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. 1 Corinthians 5:7 and 8. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Jesus Christ was crucified on the Jewish Passover. When Satan seized the blood of redemption, applied to the doorpost and lintel of your heart, he must pass over. Christians the world over observe the fulfillment of the Passover. The Old and New Testaments are made one in Christ Jesus. This pleases the Father." I picked up a man the other day while he was walking down the highway in the bitter cold and carrying a large knapsack on his back. As I took him along his journey, we fell to talking. I asked him if he believed in Jesus Christ, but the man answered that he didn't know one way or the other if there was a Jesus Christ. I explained that every minute on the clock revolves around Jesus. Think on this. The time of uh, the audio production of this feature takes place on the sixth day of the week during the hour of prayer, which where God said man said is headquartered is 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time. This is known as the hour of prayer because at 3 p.m., Jesus Christ gave up the ghost on Calvary's cross. This place and time was where fallen man's communication with God was made possible. The historic date of this production would be 2,022 years, 55 days, 9 hours A.D. Those initials A.D. stand for the Latin Anno domini, which means the year of our Lord. All history is classified as either B.C. before Christ or A.D. anno domini, and down to the very second. Today, there is a concerted effort to eliminate B.C. and A.D. designations with classifications such as before the Common Era (B.C.E.) or Common Era (C.E.). Regardless of their feudal wrangling, it all still revolves around the King of Glory, Jesus Christ, the righteous, because this pleases the Father my passenger was impressed. Science is spending huge sums of cash and resources to discover the unifying source of the universe. Einstein spent the last 30 years of his life attempting to construct a unified field theory, commonly known today as a theory of everything, that would explain how the universe works. Einstein compared it to reading the mind of God. His assessment, as you will see, was accurate. Surely there is such a truth. The theory that they seek is not a theory at all, but a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the explanation of everything. He is the center of the universe. Absolutely. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the Majesty on high. All things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, were spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not only the center of our molecular structure, the reason for all things visible and invisible, and the center of any thought or deed, but also he is the source of all salvation. Acts four ten through 12. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at nought of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. John 14:6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yes, Einstein spent his last 30 years trying to uncover the theory of everything. There is an explanation for everything, and his name is Jesus. Einstein, in his search for the theory of everything, said that such a theory would be akin to reading the mind of God. He was correct. What you are about to read or hear next will be a staggering truth, And this knowledge will be something you can put into practical Holy Ghost use. Remember, everything revolves around Jesus Christ because this pleases the Father. The universal sign of surrender is hands raised high in the air with palms facing outwards. In every language, it is understood as complete surrender. Hands lifted high with palms facing out declares one has no weapons, can cause no harm, and gives full unconditional surrender. When the born-again raise their hands unto God in prayer and praise and adoration, the Bible compares the action to the evening sacrifice. Psalms 141, verse 2, Let my prayer be set before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. We become the sacrifice as we surrender our lives unto Christ our Savior, Romans calls this a living sacrifice. Romans 12.1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Pay close attention. The lifting up of the hands, the act of total unconditional surrender, is just what Jesus did on Calvary's hill where he paid the price of our redemption, breaking Satan's death grip on all the lost sons and daughters of Adam that will call upon his name. Jesus Christ, who had been given the authority by the Father to stop the crucifixion in its tracks, instead chose to surrender himself to the will of the Father with his hands lifted high and his palms facing outward. When Jesus said, It is finished, John nineteen thirty, all power and authority was given unto him and his church. At that moment, Satan's power over the bloodbot was finished. The cross of Christ required total surrender to the Father, with hands lifted high and palms facing outward. Here Satan is broken. Luke 9.23 And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. As children of God, we are called to take up our cross daily as Jesus did with hands lifted high and palms facing outward in total surrender, a living sacrifice. With this understanding in mind, your worship will take on a beautiful new dimension. Imagine the next time you lift your hands high, with palms facing outward in total surrender, that you are actually and most literally making the sign of the cross. When ministering in our small country church, and I look out at the saints with their hands lifted up and palms facing outward, I see them making the sign of the cross, for that's how Jesus looked hanging on his cross on Golgotha's hill. Everything revolves around Jesus Christ, yes, everything, because this pleases the Father. God said, Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. God said Psalms one hundred forty one two, let my prayer be set before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. God said Luke nine twenty three, and he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Man said, Have I read the Bible clear through? Have I read just one book of the Bible? Have I read even just a single page of the Bible? Well, those answers are no, no, and no. And why would I bother when everyone knows it's not true? It isn't, is it? Now you have the record.